0: Section thirty two of The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeremy Sherwood. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. Translated by Edward Bish. Book Four. Chapter One that persons of good natural parts as well as those who have plentiful fortunes ought not to think themselves above instruction on the contrary the one ought by the aid of learning to improve their genius the other by the acquisition of knowledge to render themselves valuable there was always as we have already remarked some improvement to be made with socrates and it must be owned that his company and conversation were very edifying, since, even now, when he is no more among us, it is still of advantage to his friends to call him to their remembrance. And indeed, whether he spoke to divert himself, or whether he spoke seriously, he always let slip some remarkable instructions for the benefit of all that hurt him. He used often to say he was in love, but it was easy to see it was not with the beauty of one's person that he was taken but with the virtues of his mind the marks of a good genius he said were these a good judgment a retentive memory and an ardent desire of useful knowledge that is to say when a person readily learns what he is taught and strongly retains what he has learned as also when he is curious to know all that is necessary to the good government either of a family or of a republic in a word when one desires to obtain a thorough knowledge of mankind and of whatever relates to human affairs and his opinion was that when these good natural parts are cultivated as they ought such men are not only happy themselves and govern their families prudently but are capable likewise to render others happy and to make republics flourish On the one hand, therefore, whenever he met with any who believed themselves men of parts, and for that reason neglected to be instructed, he proved to them that men of the best natural parts are they who have most need of instruction. And to this purpose he alleged the example of a high-mettled horse, who, having more courage and more strength than others, does us very great service if he be broke and managed in his youth. But if that be neglected he grows so vicious and unruly that we know not what to do with him thus also dogs of a good breed and that by nature are the most strong and mettlesome, are excellent for game if they are well taught otherwise they are apt to become high rangers and at no command in like manner among men they who are blessed with the greatest advantages of nature TO WHOM SHE HAS GIVEN THE MOST COURAGE AND THE GREATEST STRENGTH TO ENABLE THEM TO SUCCEED IN THEIR UNDERTAKINGS, ARE LIKEWISE THE MOST VIRTUOUS, AND DO MORE GOOD THAN OTHERS WHEN THEY MEET WITH A GOOD EDUCATION. BUT IF THEY REMAIN WITHOUT INSTRUCTION, THEY FALL INTO AN EXCESS OF ILL, AND BECOME MOST PERNICIOUS TO THEMSELVES AND OTHERS, MERELY FOR WANT OF KNOWING THEIR DUTY they often engage themselves in very wicked designs, and being imperious and violent, it is very difficult to keep them within bounds and to make them change their resolution, which is the reason they do a great deal of mischief. On the other hand, when he saw any of those men who pique themselves on their estates, and who believe because they are men of high condition that they are above instruction or have no need of it, because their riches alone are sufficient to gain them the esteem of the world, and to make them succeed in all their undertakings, he endeavored to convince them of their error, and to show them that they too have need of instruction. He told them that that man is a fool who imagines with himself that he can know the things that are useful from those that are hurtful, without having ever learned the difference. Or who, not discerning between them, fondly thinks that because he has wherewithal to buy whatever he has a mind to, he can therefore do whatever may lend to his advantage. Or who, judging himself incapable to do what is useful for himself, thinks nevertheless that he is well in the world, and in a safe and happy condition of life. That it is likewise a folly for a man to persuade himself that, being rich and having no merit, he will pass for a man of parts. Or that, not having the reputation of being a man of parts, he shall nevertheless be esteemed. End of section thirty two.